Today is Wednesday, May 5th. The title for our devotional is Faith on Earth. We've been looking at Jesus' short teaching on prayer in Luke 18. He tells a story, a parable that is, featuring a widow and a judge to illustrate how we should persevere in prayer. At the end of the story, Jesus makes a rather curious statement. So let's read Luke 18, 1 through 8, one more time. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The last line of verse 8 seems a bit strange and out of place. The will he find faith on earth when the Son of Man comes line. As we ended with yesterday, however, Jesus is speaking of bringing justice to the elect. He now, for a quick moment, likely directs his comment both to his disciples and to the Pharisees who are in earshot as he speaks with his disciples. We go back to Luke 17, 20, we see that the Pharisees were likely in earshot of what Jesus was saying here as well. A couple of things seem to be entailed within this question. First, upon Jesus' return, will the generation be like the Pharisees in their unbelief and adamant rejection of Jesus? Perhaps upon his second coming, he will find more faith than upon his first. Perhaps he will be welcomed more warmly than he was amongst Israel's leaders in his first coming. This is a jab at the Pharisees, no doubt, and a reminder for future generations who pick up this book to not be like the Pharisees in their rejection of Jesus. Second, will the disciples of Jesus continue to trust in God for their vindication and justice in the face of persecution and suffering? Will they continue to trust in God or will they seek to avenge themselves? Will they repay evil for evil or evil for good? Will they be able to patiently bear under provocation, all the while trusting that God will deliver them? Even if he does not in their immediate circumstances, as most of the disciples died as martyrs, he promises to vindicate them upon his second coming. This is a statement that would have brought great comfort and guidance to the first century Christians living under the threat of persecution from both local governments and the emperor of Rome himself and their local communities. Jesus here is speaking of the eschaton, that is, his second coming, the end when Jesus returns. Almost 2,000 years later, this promise of a speedy vindication and administering of justice seems a bit hollow. How do we remedy this? One option is that Jesus here is speaking prophetically and simply referring to his return as the next step in the divine plan. This, although many years in the making, is the next step, and in the scope of all eternity, will seem rather speedy. The other option is that Jesus is here referring to his return as the ultimate uh, administration of justice, when the people of God will be fully vindicated. But in the immediate context of human history, prior to the eschaton, justice will continue to increase. The faith of the elect will be increasingly vindicated over time, both in the individual lives of believers praying for justice and in the arc of human history. As Martin Luther King Jr. has said, The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. 
Even for those individuals who don't receive justice and face martyrdom, they are vindicated in eternity with Jesus and even in the temporal. That is, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church, as Tertullian famously said. This reminds us that as the church faces persecution, Jesus will continue to build it and God will continue to vindicate his elect. And so he is encouraging them that in the face of persecution to maintain their faith, to maintain their hope and their trust that God will eventually, ultimately, bring them justice. For additional content, I've linked you to a podcast from The Voice of the Martyrs. The title of the podcast is Imprisoned in China, God is with me anytime, anywhere. It is the story of Cheng Ji, a woman who was imprisoned in China for doing uh, gospel ministry. And I'd encourage you to head over there and listen to her story. I'd also encourage you to just browse the uh, Voice of the Martyrs radio page and all of the podcast stories that they have there. Many of these are very powerful stories of persecuted Christians around the world. And give a few of those a listen. So for reflection today, it's a helpful exercise to put ourselves in the place of a persecuted Christian. Uh, would you be tempted to avenge yourself and retaliate or to leave it to God to vindicate you and to bring you justice? What did Jesus teach? What did Jesus do? What did Jesus' disciples do? There's no way to know for sure how we will respond in such a moment, but imagining ourselves there will no doubt help us prepare for the moment in case it comes. It will also help us respond in a Christ-like manner to the lesser, quote, persecutions that we face as believers in our lives 